Hi there. It's me, Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney and the founder of It's Over Easy, the online divorce service. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces, shepherding people through what may be one of the most terrifying times in their lives. Along the way, I often have to remind people to lower their expectations. When dealing with matters of the heart, rules simply don't apply because all's fair in love and war. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Wasser. I'm Johnny Rains. And this is All's Fair, a podcast about love and war and everything in between. How does that old proverb go, all's fair in love and war? Yes, and it's often used to describe a situation in which people let their emotions rule their actions Uh and do things which, to say the very least, are normally considered unfair. In my many years of practicing family law, I often have to remind people that their expectations that things will be fair when dealing with matters of the heart are totally unrealistic. And this is why we named the podcast All's Fair, to embody the notion that today's modern families and the current nature and evolution of romantic platonic, and sexual relationships are ripe for interesting discussions. Ooh, and speaking of ripe, that article in The Guardian <laughs> that you sent me about the brave new world of conscious non-monogamy is just bursting with possibilities, don't you think? That's what I do early in the mornings. I read. Burst, burst yes, with possibilities. I burst with possibilities. That, that, so this is the article that I sent you. There's zero evidence that it's worse for children parenting in a polyamorous relationship. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I think that um, Man Cub, who's 16, is the child of a polyamorous parent's parental relationship living in Northamptonshire. And he quite quite simply calls them my adults. Cassie, his mom, Josh, his dad, and Amanda, their partner. So uh, they're a thruple. Yeah. We have thruples here. In any event, that you guys can find that on... What is it, The Guardian? Yeah, The Guardian. And I think the main point of the article is that polyamorous families don't screw their kids up any more or less than families with, I didn't even know what you call traditional families these days. Boring. Anyway, (laughs) my point is proven once again, and our conversation about modern families, love, war, and how to survive everything in between continues all season. So tap subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Today, you're going to meet two close friends of mine. When you do date, okay? How many dates until you sleep with the person? Oh, boy. Well, I, I've messed this one up. <laughs> Immediately. You sleep fuck them that night, and then yeah. you may or may not see them again. You don't need to date. That's okay. the thing. Okay. Like, it's 2020. Do we need to date? Like, what is a date? People, oh, like my dinner? Girl, my girlfriend's come. A glass of Chardonnay? I don't know. <laughs> what is a date? We could buy our own salmon. Well, I'm not saying he has to pay. I'm just saying, you. do you have a meal do before you get Do we even want to talk to them? I... <laughs> Is that necessary? I'm too old for small talk. Let's get right down to it. Just put it in here and go home. They're super different, but one thing that they have in common is that they've been through hell and back. If they can do it, I think you can too. But how did they do it? Let's ask our first guest. She's the comedian, actress, and writer whom The Hive calls a talented triple threat. You've read her work in print and publications like The Strategist, Polyester, and Overheard. You've seen her on True TV's Fameless with David Spade. She's also had scene-stealing turns in films such as Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and Spanglish. You can currently find her on Lights Out with David Spade on Comedy Central, and perhaps most importantly, she's a mom. So I knew she hates fart jokes, so we sent her out to the streets of Hollywood, uh, hooked her up to a fart machine that I controlled, and I put it in her purse, And then I had her interview people with fake questions. This one's a real thinker. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, So, do you live here? No, I'm from New York. 
I'm leaving tomorrow, so yeah. Oh, you're Here leaving comes tomorrow? The what are you doing your last night? Um, get dr drawn, probably. Do you, do, you have a, do you have a dog? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm, I'm so allergic to dogs. Do you guys think that Instagram's having a negative effect on people at all? Oh, God. Ready? Well, not really, but it can be used in a bad way. Doing that um, intermittent fasting. Yeah, it happens. It's natural. That's a good one. What would you say the most beautiful thing you've seen in Los Angeles has been? You. Oh! oh that's that's very... Excuse me. <laughs> I'm really... That was such a lovely thing to say and I have to ruin it. <laughs> um, you know what? I think that one actually got away from me. Um, Please welcome my friend Liz Carey. Oh my oh. God! Welcome to All's Fearless, <laughs> Carrie. How's how's your stomach? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm intolerant apparently to everything. I guess. I mean, I knew that you had a little mm. something. Yeah, but you look very thin. Though. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, usually, it's the hot air coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your relationship history, dear. Mm. Not well, that I haven't been there every step <laughs> of the way. Doctor Ruth here. <laughs> well, I got married. When I was 19, Laura, mm, mm. which is, I think, a smart time. Yeah, that's you're, a good time. You're very, you know who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And my parents were thrilled. I was in another country. <laughs> um, so gave that one a good seven years. Right. Which I think is commendable. Seven years as at 19. As a teen. As a teen. <laughs> I know. As a well, teen. Right. Yeah. You know what I think is commendable? That you didn't have a baby in that marriage. <sighs> well. Right. Go you. But well, then. Actually, when we think about it, what <laughs> Made sense, but um, came back here, took a little year off mm -hmm. in America, dated, and then did another seven year relationship minus a marriage, right? But added in the child, got it because you want to make sure you have no, I don't no want legal ties or any financial to someone with whom you have a child, so that's good. That's well, good on you. Mm -hmm. I do feel like this is a question that you could answer that everybody is always shocked when I tell them. I was with somebody for seven years and we had a baby together. And they always say, oh, well, you're- Common law marriage. Yeah, it's fine. No. It no. doesn't exist, right? No common law marriage in California. Do you hear that, people? But is common law marriage legal anywhere? Yeah. There are some states that recognize it. And I don't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you all of them unless I looked it up. But I got to say, it's like, I think Colorado does. In certain states, it has to be before sometime in the 90s. Georgia, Idaho, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, Kansas, Montana. I'm not reading this. It's totally coming <laughs> off my very well-learned well brain. <laughs> Shooting from um, the hip. In any event, yes, there are states that recognize common law marriage. California is not one of them, so... Sucks for you, Liz. Yeah, right. it, do, it but, does suck for me. I, f I forgot to mention in my teen marriage, Yes, as we all have a teen marriage. Right. Um, the starter marriage. Yeah, the starter. When my solicitor, she said, well, her first thing was, can you get pregnant? Oh. And I said, well, I think we're a little past that because I'm here you know, <laughs> right, for, the, right. for the divorce right. and all. And she said, well, England doesn't really acknowledge anything less than 10 years. Our job, and she flat out said this, we protect the man in his castle. Oh my goodness! Wow! Wow! Right. Hi! Then <laughs> this was a, in modern times, not this in was the dark a, yeah, ages. not of days this, of yore. And this was with a marriage. This was in the two thousands, if you will. Wow. Anyway, I just want to add that in. I thought that was fun. That is fun. Fun fact. 
tell, tell us about, so, so I, I know because I know you that you are like the go-to person for a lot of people to talk about their relationships. Cause it's always like, you know, when you think everything just couldn't get worse. Then no, I can make it. Yeah. This is my situation. Uh, I should have a, a legal degree at this point. Yes. A lot of my friends do come to me and the advice that I give them I, and I wish I would like to preface that. I don't know if I'm using that correctly, but I would like to say I am the owner of two engagement rings. Well, there. So that so you've got a little bit of experience. By the way, I'd um, like to give a plug to Worthy, our affiliate, which is an online engagement ring consignment center. Perhaps you could get rid of those rings and actually, you know, yeah. make money. Upgrade for your, on that Prius. There you go. Yeah. You know what? I made one into a necklace. Okay. And one's just too pretty. Yeah, frankly. Right. You have to just. Sometimes but I, dance around your yeah, apartment wearing it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I do feel like that gives me authority to give yes. advice yes. to a group of women that have no, no engagement rings. rings. Yeah. Right. right. Who do you want to listen to? The yeah, girl the one with, with two, two. or the one with none? I agree. Okay. I agree. But yes, my point was listening to Laura would have been helpful. You can't really see the forest through the trees when you're that upset. Right. And I've had a lot of friends come to me now asking for advice. And I always say, be, I know it's like, so hard right now to even imagine being nice to this person and Laura tried to beat this into me and my friends tried to beat this into me but truly if you can be nice even if it kills you that will dictate especially if you have kids it's going it's going to dictate the rest of your life it's true and it's hard to come back from some things that we do during that first couple you can't of months come, I, I mean Burning the person's yeah. car interior completely. That's oh, not right. nice. I mean, I, you know. Who did that? that I want to clarify <laughs> that. That's not me. That was that in waiting came, to exhale, wasn't how it? How about the whole um, one arm or leg of every item of clothing in That's, the person's closet? Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, this happened to a friend of mine. He didn't even realize this until he was packed and on his <laughs> way somewhere. <laughs> and every shirt only had one arm and every pair of pants only had one leg. And I never really liked his girlfriend right. until I heard that. And oh I was my, like, why'd you like, give her up? That was good. Slow clap. In any event, yes. Think a little. And again, this goes for even the small things too. Like, don't react to that text message oh. so fast. Just wait a second. Think about it. If you have to text you know just a cathartic text do it but don't send like, it send it to a friend right. that's the best right. advice because we have to communicate. i get a lot of those from yeah. Liz, by the way yes. those texts, which is okay i mean it's taken me seven years to calm down that's mm -hmm. crazy but we communicate on this thing called our family wizard i'm yes. sure that's been discussed on this yes. podcast um i for a lot of my friends use this now when i started using it in the early 1940s <laughs> um it was foreign to right. everyone right so I and it was hard to get the pigeon to go was, right to his yeah, house. Yeah, it, it would be circling <laughs> all over. And smallpox. Anyway, I've been offering to write a few for people. Yes. Oh, I Sierra know a lot of things for people because you're too angry. I was like, just you don't have to answer it this second. Right. Like, go to bed. Right. And that's again, our family wizard is one of these apps or sites where you can put stuff on to your ex, and it is only accessible by the two of you or someone you give the code to, including a judge. So the yeah. judge can see. So all of those text messages that you want to send saying you fucking dick, whatever, yeah. 
You don't send those. A you little send red, really- a little <laughs> red flag it goes, it goes up, up, which like, kills me. Yeah, it's like you're getting a little heated. <laughs> hey, lady, you might want to dial it <laughs> down there. But there are there, our family wizard is one. Co-parenter has one. Fair has one. Now yeah. there's so many apps. That they make it easy for us. Yeah, to or just be hit nice. me up. I'll write it. Or for Liz you. will do it for yeah, you. It's like, fine. do you have like a tons of time. Word, yeah, limit. Like, yeah. do you okay? Good. I'll do it for free. Liz, we're gonna it. give you her info at the end. So, how do you keep your cool? How do I keep my cool? I don't know if I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've only just learned now how to keep my cool through my friends telling me you actually need to keep your cool. So, when you were with your husband, your starter marriage, you went through creating like a separation agreement. Um. We had a regular old school divorce in okay. England, so we'll put that one. Okay, that one was actually pretty normal. Right. I did a separation agreement with my son's baby father. daddy. Yeah, okay, which I will say is a smart thing to do, and that's before you're separated. This is what would happen if, like, a cohabitation yeah. agreement kind of. We we started to have some arguments when when the stork brought the baby. That's how babies right. arrive. Right, and um. I didn't have any, we weren't married. I asked for a separation agreement. I would imagine it's similar to going through a post-nup. Right. So you're sort of breaking up while you're together. Right. Which is always, <laughs> I think, super fun. Right. Make sure you sign that piece of paper. Oh, snap. So you snap. went through the trouble yeah. of doing that. What happened? Just um, not so much with the signing. Not so much with the signing, Okay, no. so yeah, you guys... Another thing that I do hear a lot in my line of work is like, we almost did. We had a prenup, but she didn't sign. Yeah. We had a separation agreement and we worked so hard to get all the terms we didn't sign. You got to sign it, folks. It doesn't work until it's signed. Well, this is Los Angeles where there's a lot of cooks in these kitchens. Yeah. Maybe when you, you know, isolate into the middle of America, you have less cooks in the kitchen. We had too many cooks in the kitchen and I thought things were getting done. Yes. Make sure you're an alive human being, woman or man. Ask to see that piece of paper. Right. I and never then, thought of that. And then keep that. a copy of it somewhere. It's yeah. easy enough to do these days, but really that is true. Another thing I see happening a lot in the entertainment industry is you all don't seem to sign your contracts with your lawyers, your no. agents, or your managers. Like our firm, we don't start working for you until you sign the retainer letter, which makes us legally obligated to help you yeah. in the most you know reasonable and and sage legal way. And you have to pay us. Yeah. And so we're real big about that signing thing. It's crazy. And I think you know, so many people go, well, we really, this was our intention. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your intention if that thing's not signed. So sign the papers. It might sound so obvious, but mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people don't sign. I feel like we're really breaking down walls today. We learned <laughs> we learned that you have to sign pieces of paper. Yes. And common law marriage does not exist. Exactly. Well, okay. except for in some places. Except well, for in it, some places. Yeah. And not, then, but not here. Not, not here. in our place. Okay. Right. Yeah. So now one more thing before we bring in our Tell next me. guest, Liz. Thriving after divorce. Mm. Let's talk about your dating profile. Um, and do you always <laughs> lead with the kid or do you? Well, how does that work? I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I mean, you, you're in a relationship Johnny, I don't know what you're married. 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 I married years. him 18 years ago. I mean, I didn't marry Shut him, up. but I did. I was like, I was oh, their I didn't person. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Thriving and striving. Yeah. Um, well, well, surviving, I think. Thriving oh. and surviving. But are, if you're striving, striving yeah. <laughs> I would say 
How am I thriving? Well, no, what's your dating profile? Oh, my dating profile. It's one sentence, just looking for anyone that enjoys sarcasm. Okay, that's good. Not Canadians then, and, right? <laughs> no. And what about the kid? <laughs> that's a rule of thumb. <laughs> have I you heard they been, don't know about have sarcasm. Have you been on dating apps, though? It's no. hysterical. Mm-hmm. It's every dude you know in this city, but they're holding one of two things. A camera, which makes them a National Geographic photographer. Right. <laughs> or... All of my writing friends holding their creative Emmys. And I'm like, no way. You are so embarrassing. No way. This isn't even a real Emmy. (laughs) This is just you being five foot two holding a creative Emmy in your living room that you live with your mother. Oh, knock it off. Oh, no. (laughs) And that's Um, not going to get you a date. (laughs) Anyway, I, I don't advertise my child on the dating app because I feel like it soils <laughs> it soils him <laughs> like I don't want no. that for him so what date or correspondence do you actually when, re- where's the reveal once I lure when them inside of you <laughs> <laughs> once I lure them in with my saucy uh-huh. yoga sarcasm pics, yeah, with my flu right um I hit them with the kid you got to get that. You got to tell them yeah, about the camera right yeah, away. I, I agree. All right. So yeah. now Johnny's signaling me. Maybe yes. he wants to date you. Oh. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> no, what's happening well, over there. He's, he's married though, right? Yes, exactly. I'm great at those. He could be a thruple. <laughs> like the woman. Every, by the way. We've learned that polyamorous relationships yeah. are no worse for parenting. I can. I think Johnny exactly. would be a good co-parent. The, the dating apps are crazy because everybody wants open relationships now, by the way. Which basically they just want to hook up. Is yeah. that what that means? That's gross. We've just been speaking with my hilarious friend, comedian, actress, and writer Liz Carey about her breakup. And now I'm going to introduce you to another dear friend of mine whose real divorce story is sadly all too common. But nevertheless, she is determined to thrive after surviving her devastating divorce. She's a prolific producer. Try saying that 10 times fast. She's been nominated for Golden Globe for her work in Unscripted. And in fact, she is credited with launching the celeb reality genre and kickstarting the global reality TV movement. She's a philanthropist and a fierce advocate for women's rights. She's also a mom and a survivor. Welcome to All's Fair, Stella Bulochnikov. You say that so sexy. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your personal history, because I know it, but not everybody knows it. And I bet even some of the people who know you don't even know that you guys came here from Russia when you were a baby. Yeah. I came when I was a baby, and um, I was raised by immigrant parents. We were, I mean, just super unevolved, I would say, you know? And, um, and I think the philosophy was to... Really just, it, there was no emphasis on education. It was really an emphasis on you have to find a man. You have to get married. You know, this is the most important thing you could do. And if you don't have a man, you're worthless. Well, what about your grandma? <sighs> you know, it my- Skipped a generation? You know, my grandma was married her whole life. And she was in uh, just, uh, the relationship was, it's, just, it's wild. They, the community stays in relationships that aren't healthy. Right, And as a child growing up, you look at these relationships like my grandfather was an alcoholic and my grandmother was miserable her whole life. And as strong as she was, and even though she was a Holocaust survivor, she stayed in this preposterous marriage. And the same with my mother who followed that pattern. You know, my dad too. I mean, he was, I hate to say the word, I mean, I hate to say it, but he was an, a functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And my mother just spent her whole life yelling and growing up in this environment, you well, know. thank God you don't ever yell. 
I don't know. I I yell, <laughs> but you know, I only yell. It's funny when I'm passionate about something. Yes, and, and you are passionate right. about a lot of things. But when I don't care anymore is when I shut down. Yes, and yes. it's not worth the energy. Yes. Yelling is energy, you know. But my mom would yell, and she would fight this, and I would say, think to myself, because again, you're a child, and you're not sophisticated, and you don't understand what is happening, and you think this is a normal relationship where this is how it's supposed to be, because the whole family is fighting. I mean, the right. wives are yelling at their husbands and you. And as soon as I was old enough on that, and actually I wasn't even old enough, I remember just becoming a teenager and, you know, like wanting to go to the right high school and like wanting to, you know, just get an education. They're like, do you have a boyfriend? Right. I'm like, do I have a boyfriend? And and I said, no, I don't have a boyfriend. Well, are you a lesbian? <laughs> and, and I remember thinking like, it's either a boyfriend or a lesbian. You know, like right. it, there's no like, no, I want to go to school. Like I don't want a boyfriend. And none of my aunts understood that. Right. You know, and so did then, everyone come over at the same time? Operation the same, Exodus, yes. Russia. Everyone. Okay. There was everyone, and everyone ended up in Flatbush. Everyone Brooklyn. ended up in Brooklyn in this community, in this Russian community. And so that was the philosophy was that you had to be married and have children. And everyone stayed in this community. And so when I left uh, Brooklyn and I came to Los Angeles and I'll never forget, like when I met my boyfriend who became my husband and the father of my kids, I remember we were about to get married. And I, you know, you see red flags, but you don't want to see red flags. And then you see these glaring red flags. And I remember doing the, the biggest mistake of my life, which was calling my mother and saying, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do I'm not going to marry him because I, this is not what I want from my life. I could feel that he's controlling. Uh, he feels abusive. Um, this just doesn't feel right to me. Like, I don't want to end up like you. You know, I remember seeing just the, these these red flags and they became glaring. And the first one was, he said, you have to quit your job if you want to marry me. And I had to make this choice, right? And I loved my job. It took me years to get this job. And um, so I called my mother and I said, I'm not going through with it. I'm not doing it. I'm not marrying this guy. I just, it just doesn't feel right. I have to go with my gut. He's controlling. He's abusive. I just, it's just, it's not right. You know, he, I'm not his property. Right. And why she, did he Why did he want you to quit your job? He wanted me to quit my job because I was working for he a talent. A small penis. Yeah, that, right. By the way, <laughs> he did have a small penis, too. Things we learn. Uh, we don't have that to live That should have been the first red flag. Oh, that way. was. By, by the way. Back to that. But, you know, when you, when you, you think you don't deserve better, mm. you know? And also, like, I thought I was marrying the nicest guy. It's always, I was marrying the nice guy. Right. The nicest guy in the world. Right. You, you know. Oh, totally. You just, you, it's so amazing how they hide it for so long, you know? That and, and the small penis. Well, maybe there's a correlation. <laughs> but what did your mom say? No. So <laughs> the reason he wanted me to quit my job was because we were both working at talent agencies. And he said, quote, there will not be two agents in this family. And so what I didn't realize then that I know now is I never understood that a man could be jealous of a woman. Oh, you didn't, huh? Didn't know it. And so my, I remember my guy friends were like, oh, he's just jealous. I'm like, that's so stupid. Why would a guy be jealous of his fiance, that's so weird. But we're so much more evolved today. Anyway, and so I call my mom and I say, I'm not going through with this. I'm not doing it. And she said, you will embarrass the whole family. Oh, dear. Well, that Nothing could be worse than that. That's, yeah. And I remember sitting between this rock and a hard place. Right. I remember where I sat. Literally, I remember it was like, like it was yesterday. And I thought, oh, my God. Like, this is just. And then she said, the classic you know, most unevolved immigrant thing, which was just get married, it'll get better. <laughs> I remember when I went to my parents and my dad was very evolved. He was a divorce lawyer. And I said, 
it's not really working out. We've been married about a year. It's not really working out. I'm not that happy. And he said, well, does he beat you? Does he drink too much? And did he cheat on you? And if none of those things happen, like, what's the problem? This is my dad. Isn't that wild? It's right. a different time. Yeah. They grew up in a different time. Yeah. Does he have to beat you? Right. Anyway. All right. So you get married. You have the girls. You've got two daughters. Yes. And, and you know, when, you, when people always say, like, well, that's why it had to happen. And right. I think, in hindsight, no, I think the girls, I mean, like. They would have happened. They would have happened. Right. Right. Like today, in, like, I wish I had this great sperm donor. Right. You know what I mean? And then I would have had my girls and not have had to go through that contentious divorce, which, you know, like, I had to live through. Right. And How li- long? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, was, it took a long time until I found your firm. <laughs> Okay, and then I didn't even represent Stella, by the way. My partner Melanie did, and she's wonderful. But, but your like, firm did, yes. And and, and what and it was crazy because I didn't want to go to this like big firm. I wanted to just get it done and easy and painlessly. And the lawyers made it so awful. And do you think ultimately, though, you and he were to blame for that? I mean, I, I no. always. You really do think it was the lawyer? No, no, the I lawyer- think he was to blame. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think his lawyer was vi- just ridiculous. And did you were you in a better financial position? Did you end up paying him support and having to give half to him? Um, no, thanks to you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I, and that's what I said at the time, because I, I said, I don't want anything. I don't, you can have the money. You can have the house. You can have the cars. I've been poor. It's just money. I'll make more. I just want sanity for the kids. That said, I want my daughters to have just some sanity, some stability, and not grow up in a home where there's constant fighting. I don't want them to hear you put me down. Right. So to those who say, stay together for the kids, you say? I say, that's crazy. That's the worst thing you could do, okay? Get apart for the kids and be better separately for the kids. Be better parents separately. You know, be a great mom and dad separately. Do you think, and this may be hard to say in retrospect, but do you think if your marriage had either ended sooner, gone down differently, if you didn't even get married at all and just had the two kids, you guys would be able to have been better co-parents? If it didn't get so ugly, if there weren't such a scorched earth policy because of the lawyers and because of all that, do you think it would have been better? Or do you think you two never just would have been able to get along? I think we would have never. I think once I came into my own and one day like it clicked, and I said, I'm taking my power back. I grew, I grew into myself. I became stronger and wiser. And I just think he couldn't handle my strength. Right. You know? And I wanted my daughters to grow up strong. I wanted them to grow up as their own young women. And I've always taught them to, like, have a voice. And I will advocate for them. You know, when they, when they were little, I said, just tell me what you need and I will be your voice. I will advocate for you and until you can self-advocate. Which, you know, they're, they're doing now so well. How old are they? 16 and 13. Okay. When did they kind of come into their own? I know the older one is doing a little bit of her own now because I see. But is it right around the teens? Yeah, they're, star- they're starting. Like I'm watching my 13-year-old really come into her own now. And I'm so proud of them because they know how to self-advocate. They know what's right. They know what's wrong. They know how to not, how they don't want, will never be spoken to. They know what they will allow they don't need a boyfriend. Like I watch so many teenage girls want a boyfriend. They don't need a boyfriend, you know? And, and I, think, I think that's the one thing that I'm proud that I've taught them is focus on yourselves first, your education, your power, your voice, your self-esteem, you know, your career. And then one day when you're ready, 
you'll know who that right guy is. You know, my girlfriend said to me yesterday, don't you want your daughters to get married? I said, what, what are we in the dark ages? Right. No, I, I don't. I actually right. don't want them to get married. I want them to get married if they want right. to get married. And you want them to be happy. I want them to be happy. Is there any philanthropy that yeah. you're involved in? Can we talk I a little su- bit? I support a lot of organizations for young girls. I do a lot of mentoring uh, as much as I can. And, you know, like Janie's Fund is a great organization, you know, because it helps girls who are aged out of the foster system. Oh, right. And so uh, where are they going to go? Right. You know, and you want them to have a life and a career and, and, and step into a world that gives them something. So I think that's important. That's a really great organization. Back to this for a second. So working in Hollywood, being kind of a single mom and, and doing what you do and what you have kind of pioneered in terms of reality with all of the clients that you've worked with, what do you see in terms of the change over the last, I'd say, 10 years? With, with Time's Up, Me Too. I mean, you are a ball buster. Okay. Anybody that knows you knows this. So I want to hear your thoughts okay. about that. Laura, I love this question, okay? Because it, it's unbelievable how times have changed, right? So when I would raise my voice, and I don't mean like actually raise it, but like raise my voice, women would, oh my God, she's crazy. You know, she's so... What is she saying? You know, how could she say this? You know what I mean? And today, like, cut to 10 years later. You know what I mean? It's incredible how it's all happening around us. And I'm like, oh, not so crazy anymore, right? And that was anywhere, whether it's in the workplace or in school. I'll never forget, like, in school we had a headmaster. And I said, oh, he's just the wrong, he's just not a fit. Like, he doesn't understand the evolution of of young girls. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And nobody really understood what that meant. And today we're finding that, like, girls have a voice. So how does that feel being you who's always had that voice? It just feels great. You know, like, I don't have to go on the news and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and talk about, like, oh, wow, I'm so amazing. Like, I just know who I am inside, you know, and I know who my daughters are. And if you want to know, you just look at my kids. And I'm proud that they are so strong. And, and people say, well, oh, well, they grew up without a dad. So? Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? I grew up with a dad. Right. So I tell people all the time, you only need one good parent. If you've right. got two, God bless. Or three. Bless. Or thruple or three. <laughs> but if you've got one, then that's fine. And that's what I tell my clients, which is you just be the best you you can be. You can't yes. control anybody else. You be the best parent you can be. Your kids are going to be fine. That's right. All right. Let's bring Liz back in. Yes. Um, you met her at the top of the show, Stella. And I'm going to have you guys both share some advice with our audience about moving on and thriving in next chapters. All right, rejoining Stella and I now is my friend Liz, who you met at the top of the show. So I want to ask you both to share some advice with our audience about moving on and thriving in the next chapter. So Stella, starting with you, moving on, coming out of a relationship, grudge fucking? What? What what happens? Oh, that's funny, grudge fucking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Revenge fucking. No, um, no, on the contrary. I just think just going from one relationship to the next, no, that's bad, like, no, no distractions, you know, like men are such distractions from the last relationship. Like you don't know what you did wrong because you're just moving so fast and autopilot. I just think take a minute to focus on you and self-care and like, what do you want and what do you love and go shopping, you know, go shopping. <laughs> there you go. You know what I Words mean? To like, live by. Really. So, okay. So that's the self-love is shopping, spa day. Like, what is it for you? How, what is self-care? I'm not seeing you as like a big, like meditation yoga no, oh God, kind of no. a gal. Right. No, okay, sorry so, to any, no. I'm not trying to offend anyone, <laughs> but no, I just, I just think like being able to be alone, 
Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, Liz is nodding. Well, you've uh, been alone for two weeks because you've had the flu. But, but besides being that, being able to be in your own head and not want to kill yourself or somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being able to live in your own head and and like it. You know, I think that's the most important thing because we distract ourselves by dating the yeah. next guy and right. the next guy, and then we don't even realize what we're doing wrong. It, you know, and I think that's what's so important. I was going to piggyback off that. Right. I'm not going to physically get on you, although I might later. <laughs> um, I might let you. <laughs> Look at wow. this. Oh, oh, a very like special it. episode of All's Fair. But I think there's a lot of truth into um, how to be alone. Right. And everybody, you break up, and you know what do they say? The best way to get over somebody is get under, under somebody. somebody. Yeah, yeah that's I don't think what that, I always found. Oh wait, no. Okay. I mean, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, if I'm they like, yes. hit no, it and split yes. it, right? Okay, like if they leave, they <laughs> right. need to leave, and right. most of them don't want to leave if they like. You know what I mean? I don't want, have that. What problem. did Charlie Sheen yeah. say? You don't pay them to come, you pay them to leave. Yes. That's, by the way, most like real life good you know words to live by. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, winning. Yeah, for example, I, I always reference um, oh, all my Charlie Sheen files when I'm like, just what do I do next? Right. What would Charlie what Sheen would do? Charlie Sheen. Here. <laughs> what would he say? Okay, so Liz, what about you? Besides, you know, taking time for yourself, what? How's your self care? You are a yoga girl. Um, some pictures in public bathrooms to post on Instagram. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Pizza, lots of pizza. Lots of, I do the self care. I I'm a big fan of the self care. Like get a facial. Work out, you know. Hire a new lawyer. <laughs> go, you know, go high. Pick a fight. See if you can't reopen a case. I'm kidding. Do you um, guys both have a g- big chunk of girlfriends? Good support system girlfriends. I do. Stell, I know you have your girls, and you're with them a lot. You know, like I have a lot of girlfriends, but I've learned to not call them. Yeah. When I when I've made up my mind to do something, because oh. they might do what your mom did to you. That well, no, they, right? uh, they will a hundred percent. Like they're she called her mom the day before her wedding and said, "I can't do this." And mom said, "You're going to embarrass the family. Just get married; it'll get uh, better." Can you imagine? Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Are you guys? But you guys are. St- are you guys are good? You and your, you mom? your mom. You work oh, it out. Well, you know, we're good in quotes. Yeah. We've always we have been... to assume she's not listening to this podcast. I, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 we have to assume she's going to be, and this is—it's a wrap. Okay, maybe uh, I'll, maybe she won't call forty times a day. Just maybe like once a week. I but, was going to say you have to limit how much you dump on your friends. I have learned that, like, you can't use your friends as therapists. Well, I just out. have learned that your friends, your girlfriends at a certain age, will project onto you. Yeah. And so I don't want that. Like once I've made up my mind, I don't need, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd rather have Validation, a cocktail. Right. I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Like unless you're paying my mortgage, like yeah. honestly, like like just like like fuck your opinion. Okay. Like, have, have a cocktail and then make that's, decisions. That's right. Like I just think like <laughs> I'd rather go out with medicine. my girlfriends right. for cocktails. Right. And just to like, I don't really like, I kind of get it at this point, right okay. or wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I'm doing right, right, and I know what I'm doing, and I know what's right for me or wrong for me, and, like, yeah. what are they going to tell me? I only figured out now, in my advanced age, that it's cool to be alone. I used to always have to, like, have a boyfriend right. or be going out, or my friend would say, well, just go on the date. It's a date. That's not actually the best can advice. I just, like, can I just don't just what go you said on and the raise date. you? It's not just cool. It's fucking great. I love alone. being alone. I love being alone. Yeah. Wow. With my Apple TV. Yeah. And you're farting. There's <laughs> you're just a lot of farting, farting alone. I think. And, and, yeah. Put and now your... there's so much to watch. Yeah. The affair. Okay. But let oh. me ask you a question. Laura's right. let down. She's like, no, no, no. I feel like we've gone down a K-hole here. No, okay. The, <laughs> the affair. Anyway. But but here's my question. When you do date. Okay. Yes. 
How many dates until you sleep with the person? Oh, boy. Well, I, I've messed this one up. <laughs> Immediately. You sleep fuck them that night, and then yeah. you may or may not see them again. You don't need to date. That's okay. the thing. Okay. Like, it's 2020. Do we need to date? Like, what is a date? People, oh, like my dinner? Girl, my girlfriend's come. glass of Chardonnay? I don't know. <laughs> what is a date? We could buy our own salmon. Well, I'm not saying he has to pay. I'm just saying, you. do you have a meal do before you get want to talk to them? I... <laughs> <laughs> is that necessary? I'm too old for small talk. Let's get right down to it. Just put it in here and go home. Um, Wherever the fuck you live, we don't even want to ask. Get in your car. Bye. Oh my god, Daniel. Maybe they'll start the drilling again soon. Mount Washington. Where? All these mean. If I hear a man telling me about his, I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) Not your fucking mommy. I'm not your therapist. Fuck out of here. Okay. Really, I, I'm pulling. I I'm she pulling sounds it. so rational at the time. <laughs> I'm pulling in twenty somethings or sixty somethings. I'm not. I'm. There's I'm no missing that, right? the middle. Area. I'm actually not. I'm a repellent <laughs> for men. I like. It might have been the line about, "Do we even need to hear them talk?" I'm not your mommy. That's <laughs> your therapist. Fuck you. Wait, that might have been. We may have so taken the female movement uh, too far. Here. We took it up too far. Full of notches. You be quiet. Remember in Wonder Woman where they live on the island? There's no men. Where that's where we are with Johnny and Daniel. But who? Yeah. Sorry. Doesn't Laura guys. bring Run. out your wild side? <laughs> Laura brings out like a wild yeah, side. She does. Oh, she does. A fierceness. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to Miranda okay. writes you. Okay. By the way, that used to be my thing. Like if I was on a trip with girlfriends or whatever and a guy would say like, what's your name? I'd say Miranda Rice. And oh. they, they wouldn't get it ever. Oh, ever. That's funny. Right, I know. Anyway. All right, Stella and Liz. Do you both swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. I'm yes. not asking you. What, you looked at her first? No, if I she said my, no? I have okay. my fingers. Fair enough. Liz first. Yeah. Which relationship in your life has had the most profound impact? Uh, being a mother. I would say because for a variety of reasons, but mostly because you realize when you become a parent how many sacrifices your parents either made or didn't should have made. Should have made. <laughs> so it's shocking. I immediately kind of I never had a good relationship with my dad. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Um, but I was really furious after I had my son and kind of cut him out more. And it's my biggest relationship because you don't want to repeat all the stuff that your parents did. But look at me. I'm doing it. I'm repeating it real good. No, you are a good mom. Stella, what's your most profound relationship? The one that impacted you the most? I have to piggyback on you now. Okay. We are all over (laughs) each other. I'm pregnant. Um, We're mind fucking. Um, uh, My daughters, you know, my daughters are my conscious. Got it. Yeah. They really are. You know, I, I, I've started really listening to what they have to say because I used to just listen to them, but mm. not here because they're your right. kids. Right. Yeah. And there's so much talking. Yeah. But if you really stop and listen to them, God, they're just. Kids they, are smart and they bring smart. a new way of looking at it's things. Like, it's really, it's they're very, very cool. intuitive. Can you imagine if she and I both had like random answers like, this guy, Tom. <laughs> I had a bar. <laughs> he was really so, important. He was so profound. <laughs> really just drove it home. He was actually sitting next to my car when I got here. There's like 14 canisters of empty Amol. Did they live in Mount Washington? <laughs> okay. Stella, favorite love song? Okay, my favorite love song is A Landslide. Oh, such a good one. Which, I will tell you, drove me to get divorced. Really? Yep. Okay. 
We get a clip it, of that. Yeah, well, okay. I heard it in the car. Right. I was driving on the canyon, and I literally heard it. Either I'm going to divorce, or I'm going to drive off. No, the I drove straight right to the divorce lawyer. Like, <laughs> I like just at oh, that second. Such a good song. It How about is. you, Liz? What's yours? You Ain't, can't piggyback. You got to have your own song. Ain't no mountain high. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no van. Who needs the Supremes? Yeah. <laughs> when we have Liz Carey. All right, Liz, what's the one piece of advice you'd share with your 20-something-year-old self? Stop pregnant. sleeping <laughs> till 2 p.m. No. Oh. Um, oh. You're going to be okay. Oh, I like that. And you can be alone for one night. Okay. One night? You weren't even alone for one night well, in your 20s? Well, <laughs> let's forget. Let's not forget <laughs> I was married most, most yeah, of my that's 20s. Right. Oh, that's true. But during my one single year of my 20s, I uh, was never alone. I was always out. I was always out. I knew what day of the week it was by what club was happening, you know. That was back here in LA. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I saw so, you. So, oh, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> not only did I see you. Did we sleep I together? We was there some piggybacking there going was on? <laughs> Stella, what about you? The one piece of advice you'd share with your 20-something-year-old self? That you don't need a boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Stella, which romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? Okay, what I do, I watch, what is it? Is it Stupid Crazy Love or Crazy Stupid crazy, Love? Crazy Stupid uh, Love. I can watch it. Just, love. Oh, I just put it on fall asleep. Yes. Love. Good just movie. Obsessed. Annie Hall. I can turn oh, it on yes. at any a point. Classic. Oh, yeah. Daniel's over there nodding. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, kids. Thank you so much for joining us today Thank on All's you. Fair. Tell people where they can follow you and what's important to you online and stay up to date with you. Liz. You can follow me at the Liz Carey. Carey is C-A-R-E-Y, guys. Yes. And also your website. This is an opportunity to talk about IamAVoter.com. Oh, yes. Remember to vote. <laughs> IamAVoter.com is some place that I love to promote and talk about and Right now, if you don't get out and vote or prepare or register, don't complain. We're, we're yeah, right. don't complain. And Lights Out with David Spade airs weekly on Comedy Central. It's on at eleven thirty-five. So if you watch eleven thirty, just relax. It's yeah, coming. It's coming. It's I'm coming. not always on, so no. Sorry but, and if also, I let you down. if you're watching and she's not on, you could just turn it off until the next time at eleven thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, it's still got fun. Okay, it's still got plenty of funny people on there. And Stella, how about you? What's your Insta? My inst- oh my god, my last name is too long to spell. You can go on my website. It's okay. um, Wicked TV with two Ks. W-I-K-K-E-D-T-V dot com. That's right. Otherwise, you'll go to the porn site, I, I think. I was going to say, I, I want to <laughs> go. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. Stella and I are going out after this. <laughs> I think you guys are. They were awesome. I told you that we could kind of, they would start getting along once we got into it. I hope, I mean, they ended up, they left together. Yeah, I mean, we're okay with that. that whole round table conversation, <laughs> I think there's going to be some piggybacking. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the All's Fair podcast. Rate us at Apple Podcasts and follow us at It's Over Easy on social media. Let's speak again, same time next week. Bye. <laughs>